Hello and welcome back to my podcast ladies and gentlemen. Um I haven't uh podcasted in a really long time and that's honestly because I've been going through some stuff in my personal life. But I remember today how much I love and how much um you know podcasting makes me happy and how much talking about certain things makes me happy and I just wanted to come back out here and make a new uh, episode so um today's episode is titled dear brown girl um for some context i'm brown i'm indian um and i am a girl or i identify as a girl so i feel like there's a couple of things that brown women face um from our society which i consider extremely toxic and regressive in a lot of ways and i just want to kind of talk about some topics relating to that so obviously the first thing that i want to talk about is going to be a little bit on the external side which is beauty standards um brown girls have just like any other women on this planet have um this unfair need to look just perfect you know have the perfect fair um skin to have perfect long dark hair and really big expressive eyes and a small nose and um luscious lips and just all of that you know that um that's really unfair and i feel like uh, a lot of uh, girls get backhanded compliments as well um especially if they have a darker skin tone um where they might be called oh you're pretty for a dark skinned girl i've heard of that happening and it pisses me off to no end but it happens in our community it really does i was having a conversation with one of my close friends um and we came to the conclusion that a lot of brown men um treat uh white women a lot nicer of course i don't speak for all the men in our community but definitely um f- uh, brown men tend to view you know or tend to value whiteness because of the context that they have been brought up in and um they also tend to treat uh, fairer skinned women much better than their darker skinned counterparts which is extremely sad and extremely biased of them um and also could be extremely damaging for a young girl's psyche so i definitely feel that nobody is safe from these biases and it makes me sad to know that like so many women are going through this um and it just i just feel like i wish i could deprogram the whole community but i can't do that because i'm just one person um but it is inherently an unfair system even when you go and you look at um just marriage applications in our country if you look at the marriage um Res- like not resumes but when um people put out ads for boys they specifically ask for fair skinned women um because they want the their grandkids to be fair in complexion um which is again so regressive and so it makes me so angry because 
it again perpetuates the stereotype that women are objects and they are good for nothing else basically just to give someone good grandchildren like fair skin grandchildren um but this is again i feel like extremely prevalent in our community and um that's why i feel the need to talk about it um i have heard of this happening a lot and so many girls talk about it as well so many girls have been on the receiving end of this kind of um silent discrimination i'd say and it breaks my heart genuinely so i hope someday it ends or i hope um brown girls know that no matter what their skin tone is that doesn't define their worth and they're beautiful and gorgeous in their own ways um another thing that i want to talk about is family society and honor so this comes from the idea that a brown girl's um a, a brown girl's body is kind of like um kind of defines the honor of the family so if a brown girl has a boyfriend or if she has um experiences before marriage um that her family wouldn't approve of uh, it means that she has lost her honor and she is not of good character and she is not a good person and she is um she is just a bad woman basically and um the double standard here lies in the fact that brown boys can have multiple partners and can do everything basically but they won't be looked down on because men will be men which is the inherent misogynistic nature of our society of the entire southeast asian communities hardly um and i feel like this extends to the western world as well um where the fathers are inherently more protective about their girls um because again uh, and they wouldn't let their daughters do the same things they allow their sons to do even congratulate their sons on doing so i feel like this is a big double standard in our community that is kind of like an open secret at this point and again it makes me angry to no end because it is inherently unfair and inherently rigged against brown women and their um bodily autonomy and just their autonomy as human beings in general because again it perpetuates the idea that we are our bodies and we are our appearance and we are our choices um and it makes me sad because i feel like in our community a lot of the things that i feel like a lot of the things that should be condone uh, should be um not allowed are just swept under the rug but a lot of things that are just normal and are just um extremely harmless to other people are seen as bad things that make a person bad and doing those things makes you bad basically which i really don't agree with um um and a lot of the times um it's seen as something that is open minded but really it's common sense uh another thing is 
of course generational trauma i've spoken about this in another podcast if you want to check it out in greater detail but uh, this basically means that when one generation doesn't heal their own trauma and when one generation is unable to um let go of their trauma or unable to basically basically just heal their own trauma they end up projecting that to the next generation until someone bites the bullet and actually heals their own trauma now this is pretty prevalent i'm pretty sure it's prevalent in men as well um in the sense that emotionally unavailable fathers usually end up raising uh, emotionally unavailable sons abusive fathers mostly end up raising abusive sons unless they actually do the work and go to therapy and understand what happened to them and all of that similarly um when mothers are raised a certain way by their mothers they tend to raise their daughters in certain ways and also send some very wrong messages to their own daughters um they tend to shame their daughters for certain things for doing normal things they tend to um basically uh i wouldn't say protect but they try to perpetuate the same things that society already places on their daughters um they try to make their daughters feel bad for wanting certain things and they just basically regurgitate everything that they were taught and push it down to their daughters um this includes pain as well like i've heard mothers who belong to abusive households and who have been abused by their husbands um tell their daughters that it's okay because we're women we're inherently meant to handle more pain um there's this movie thappad uh, i don't know if you've watched it um my hindi listeners um uh in that there's a scene where the mother-in-law tells the daughter-in-law that it's okay sahan kar le which basically loosely translates into it's fine just bear it uh, after the protagonist got slapped by her husband so that's kind of what i'm trying to get at um by this argument or this point is that um when our parents and when our grandparents don't really do the work because obviously they don't have the resources or the awareness to actually put the work in they end up regurgitating the same toxic messages that they have been conditioned to believe and push it on to an entirely new generation of impressionable kids and i feel like our generation is pretty self aware in that way because we've we have access to a whole world in the form of the internet so um i feel like you know before we have kids and before we have families uh, a lot of us will go to therapy and a lot of us will understand our trauma and our past and everything that's happened to us and we will try to unlearn it you know in the best way that we can um and i hope all of us do that you know i have decided that i won't have kids due to personal reasons and um i will still go to therapy when i can afford it when i have my own money and i will still unlearn everything that was taught to me that i thought was okay so i urge you to go as soon as you can because it's really really helpful from what i've heard um 
another thing is managing expectations so this is this is again um you know it again ties to the idea that like women are incomplete without men women need a man in their lives they need a partner they need stability in the form of marriage um and a lot of women in our community get married by the age of 25 26 because if it goes later than that then they are seen to be kind of um like they a lot of people feel that they aren't attractive like their selling date is 35 like their expiry date is 35 um as if we are commodities um so a lot of uh, women under pressure get married early and then they regret it for the rest of their lives so i feel like there is that expectation as well and again there's a double standard where men get married later and they don't really face the same pressures as women do when it comes to marriage when it comes to honor when it comes to family when it comes to society when it comes to the idea that ladki haath se chhoot jayegi which again loosely translates into this girl will get out of hand if we don't get her married off so again it comes back to the idea of honor and it comes back to the idea of um tying a woman's self-worth with the choices that she makes with the choices that she makes for herself so i also feel like that could be because our culture is not individualistic it's very community based western cultures are more individualistic and asian cultures are more um community based right so i feel that it again comes down to our psychology and it comes down to our group mentality and our herd mentality but again i just don't understand how in some ways you know we choose to be um collectivistic that's the word i was looking for um we choose to be collectivistic um where it suits us you know and we choose to be individualistic when it suits us so when it comes to things like uh your parents telling you that you need to be more competitive and you need to get the best marks in the class because they want to show off to their peers right um so in that way they are individualistic but then when it comes to um look kya kahenge like what will people say and don't wear that what will people say they automatically switch to being collectivistic which is extremely hypocritical and uh <laughs> i notice that a lot in a lot of families so all i'm saying is pick a struggle you know so yeah that's another thing and finally i want to talk about so if i i said i won't have kids but if i ever do if i ever change my mind about that if i ever bite the bullet and meet someone special and i want to have a child with them um and it's you know a girl i would teach her so many things you know i would teach her to be brave i would teach her to be strong i would teach her that it's not her responsibility to handle the pain of her uh, family or to handle the pain of other people because she is not everyone's therapist you know um i would teach her to not derive her self-worth from a man um i would teach her to be brave and i would teach her to not um rely on the opinions of other people and i would tell her that she should be guided by her own heart and she should be guided by her by the voice in her in her mind you know i would teach her that 
I wouldn't shame her for anything. That's that's a big one, you know. I wouldn't shame her for her choices. I wouldn't shame her for how she dresses or how she carries herself. Um, as long as she's not hurting other people with how she carries herself, um, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't shame her for anything, you know. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't make her feel less than. Um, if her peers are doing better than her in anything, you know, I would try and understand where she's coming from. I wouldn't, I, the biggest one is I wouldn't invalidate mental health. I wouldn't invalidate her experiences just because I don't see it from her perspective. Um, there's so many things I would do differently, honestly, if I ever had a daughter. Um, and I don't know, it all depends on me, it all depends on my choices, it all depends on who I end up with, um, if I ever choose to. But there's a lot of things that I have understood from my own introspection um, of being a member of this culture and this society for around uh, 20 plus years now. So yeah, there's a lot of things I would do differently. And I hope, you know, whoever's listening to this would also take that into consideration from uh person or from my personal perspective is what I'm trying to say um the last thing I want to talk about is pain um this one is kind of hard to talk about but I feel that um Indian girls or Southeast Asian girls in general um are just they just know about pain from a very young age and they are kind of sometimes the emotional vessels for their families, um, especially when it's not a stable family dynamic. They become the therapists for their parents, for their siblings. They become basically everything that their family needs at any time. And a lot of the times they do the dishes, they clean the house, they um, cook the food and they're still like basically looked down upon in the family. So a lot of the times I think brown girls have experienced, all girls have experienced pain, but especially like brown girls, they've experienced their share of pain from a very young age. And I guess sometimes that's why they get attracted to like toxic relationships or relationships where there is not really much balance because they're kind of used to being the caregivers they're kind of used to putting their family first um they're kind of used to being extremely collectivistic in their mindsets um so yeah it kind of sucks but that's kind that is how it is for the most part um in a way, it's good because brown girls always prioritize family over anything else. And if you marry them, they'll prioritize your new family over anything else. But it's also bad because it takes a lot of time for brown women and brown girls to learn about themselves, to um, make choices for themselves and not based on what their family wants or what is good for their family in their perspective and it just takes a lot of unlearning and it takes a lot of um, patience, you know. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. I'm sorry I haven't posted in a while, but thank you so much to those of you who will listen to this. Um, thank you for tuning in to my podcasts. And I really appreciate you guys. And if you ever need to talk or anything, you know where to find me on my Instagram. 
and yeah i hope you have a lovely rest of the day and i hope i gave you something to think about uh yeah good night i'll talk to you guys soon and if you have any suggestions on anything that you want me to talk about i'm always here